there are some places that are obviously more used to dealing with foreigners sure, than others. Yes. And Nakano is not really one of those places because Nakano is like, it's kind of got all of the same types of stores as Akiba. It's actually, but it's, but it's, it's sort of like the, the, it's the less busy Akiba in terms yeah, of, yeah. in terms of what you'll find there. If you're just looking for cool stuff to purchase, that's where I bought these awesome, like Coke Final Fantasy 10. I don't even like Final Fantasy 10 that much, but they, they had these really fun Coca-Cola collectible figurines that were there and yeah. I saw them in one of those side shops. Like, oh, cool. This is neat. And they're super cheap. I'm buying these. Yeah. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, the prices are good there because there's not the whole, you know, tourism inflation. Right. Like, the, we're, we're, and that's you have, you're... like, basically all the same stuff. So it was a really cool place, but it's obvious they don't get as many people there that are just, like, foreigner tourists. It's, yeah, it's more food. of a, yeah, it's more of a, it's, I, and not that there weren't foreigners there. There absolutely were, but, like, of course, it was not, it was not yeah. nearly as concentrated because people well, don't. Everybody who every weeb in America knows about Akihabara, like yeah. it comes up at some point. So that's like the destinations like we go there. <laughs> yeah. But like Nakano's way lesser known. So you go a couple of streets off of there and it's like, yeah, OK, we don't. Normal, yeah, we like don't city then. Yeah, we don't see a whole lot of foreigners come in. So. There was a there was a weird mix of like confusion and pride on mm -hmm, the guy's mm -hmm. face. And he, you know, he in in broken, scattered English and I in broken, scattered Japanese managed to manage to work out an order because we didn't know what the hell we wanted. <laughs> and he just pointed to the like he pointed to the thing that was like a it was like an udon with uh, with like shrimp tempura. Okay, yeah. And he gave me like a that. he gave me like a he gave me like a thumbs up and I heard him say something something in the vein like I, I recognize like Ichiban. Mm -hmm. And he was like and and a couple of other things and it, it was it was clear to me that what he was trying to say is this is like the house special. This is our most okay. popular dish. This yeah. is our this is this is our best thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, we'll do that. And it was really good. And it was, a, it was an, it was an altogether really great experience, but it was also a very uncomfortable, like, oh God, no one is going to understand each other. And we have to try to work out this, uh, <laughs> we have to try to work out this transaction in this, in this crowded little eight seat ramen joint. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's, it's some of my most memorable experiences there, though. Cause, absolutely. We, yeah. So we had looked at, we basically looked at like, um, a Reddit, different Reddit posts or online forums of people talking mm. about places to go that no one really knows about or the best yeah. Yeah, yeah. types of food that the locals like eating at as opposed to what's more comfortable for foreigners. And so we went to one, I think I, I might have even mentioned this before on the podcast, actually, but there was one that we went to that was supposed to be a really amazing, ramen place and we got mm -hmm. there and there was a, a decent line and but everybody was yeah. kind of looking at us because we were supposed to i guess they, they were having us take numbers and the lady was trying to explain to us what what we were supposed to do and we didn't get it so she she said come she just gave us a piece of paper with a time and we're like oh i guess we're supposed to come back now because like you know in 20 minutes or whatever because they're too busy because it's like the it was a really popular place but no no foreigners ever went there um and my God, though, the ramen was so good. <laughs> yeah, it was it was. Uh, I it was honestly my, think, I think it was my favorite ramen that we had there. 
I honestly think you can have an amazing food tour of Japan mm-hmm. by just walking around the city and looking for lines and getting in them. <laughs> no, now sometimes that just means you're getting in line for some random opening at a casino or uh, like a. a some sort I mean, of if you can tell opening. the line, no, ends I know, at I know. A restaurant, but I, d- yeah. I just meant it's it's kind of funny how how often there are big lines for open because there was like some robot. It was like one of those, you know, those little. You've probably seen them around online images of them. It was one of those little, it's like a little white robot with kind of big eyes. It's supposed to, um, like it, it, it sees you and then will try to talk to you. Like it has some type of learning in it, uh, or in like interaction with people. I, I wish mm-hmm. I could think of what it was called. Um, and that was being introduced at this one opening of, a uh, some kind of casino type place. And there was a massive line way outside. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, what's going on here? And we, we, we didn't stick around and we came back later and just like poked our heads in and it was empty later. And so it was really confusing, like why there was, it was almost like it was a paid thing to get people to come stand in front of the opening. And then once it was opened, nobody was inside. Like we walked in and the entire place was totally empty. Like we weren't even supposed to be inside. It was really <laughs> weird. Oh man. Those are some of the most uncomfortable moments. Yeah. Like when we you walk we, in someplace and it's it was... just, it's just barren and you're like, well, are we are we supposed to be here? <laughs> yeah, and there's like slot machine type things all over the place. Uh so it, it doesn't it and it so it didn't seem like it was like, you know, an empty building. We're like, oh, have we done something wrong? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> have we walked in somewhere where we're clearly not supposed to be and now we're just jerks? So we just kind of played with we like looked at the robot, talked to it a little bit. Obviously it was speaking in Japanese, but it was still fun. Right. Yeah. Um and then we were like, we should leave because this feels like we're not supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. I I am I am specifically and directly familiar with that exact feeling of like we we're trying to find our way to a place and i feel like we've stumbled in some place we're not supposed to be and we need to get out (laughs) yeah it's 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 weird when it's your own place like your own uh, country or you're like where, where you're where you're sort of comfortable more or less and you're kind right, of looking right. for something but it's because if someone awkward. comes up to you is like what are you doing here and you're like, like i'm looking uh, for this spot and we just kind of got lost we're, i don't know where to go like we yeah. don't want i'm sorry if we're not supposed to be here just tell us how to get out but in japan no one's ever going to even say they're not even going to say anything to you they're going right. to just walk around aimlessly because they're like oh wow this this person must know what they're doing because we're, we're, and we're not going to stop them because it's just like not proper etiquette to it, it would be like rude almost to be like, why are you in our place of business? It's our fault for not having the door locked. Right. Like it's right, right, right. <laughs> um, so it's it's a it was it was it was interesting. I Japan, where people on. apologize to you for you trespassing. <laughs> I feel like that's actually what would happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't make it clear enough. Oh, man. I, I like as having visited Japan on three different occasions and also mm-hmm. lived in Korea for a year. Uh, one yeah. thing that I feel I can I can say with absolute certainty is that boy do foreigners get special treatment in Asia. <laughs> like like it is the exact opposite of the way like foreigners and tourists get treated here yeah where everyone kind of like everyone kind of gives them the side eye at like, oh, best right, right. <laughs> why, why why are you coming into my country and helping the economy yeah god <laughs> right 
How dare you? How dare you? How dare you bring money from your country and bring it to mine to, to stimulate my economy <laughs> and to share in the things that I like and love? What's your problem? <laughs> right. And like, like going anywhere else, the only experience that I've been is that people will like, I am being difficult. I don't mm-hmm. know what I, I don't know how the trains work. Yeah, I am you know, I'm standing on the wrong side of the escalator. Just, oh man, that's I'm, the you feel so if you have any sense of like uh if you you know you feel if you if you have that sense of feeling awkward if you're making a mistake mm-hmm, and yes. and, you, and you do something like standing on the wrong side of an escalator or yep. uh you're standing in the way where your people are supposed to be getting off on a train and you're just not sure of what you're supposed to be doing because yep. it's really crowded and you're like god I feel yeah. so terrible because I literally blocked an escalator not thinking like I, we were just standing next to each other. And, you know, mm-hmm. one side was supposed to be for oh, yeah. walking and the other side. Yep. And then I saw a sign that said that. And I look behind me I'm like, oh, my God, there's like all of these people just everyone's lined up being waiting. Like, and I was like, oh, okay. I feel terrible. So I like ducked ahead and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Did you know I I learned something from playing uh, Like a Dragon? Oh, really? Because um, there's yeah, because there is a there's a, a conversation that happens about like. Like one of the characters is like, oh, yeah, people were like someone told me off when I was in Osaka when I was standing on the escalator. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's probably because you were standing on the wrong side. And they're like, no, I was standing on the left side so they can pass on the right side. It's like, yeah, that's that's the problem. In Osaka, you stand on the right side. Really? So they can pass on the left. It's like literally, literally the rules are reversed. It's like you're supposed to stand on the other. Like it's a regional difference. Which it's side like, of the escalator you're supposed to stand on? It feels like a gotcha moment. Like, yeah, why? <laughs> oh man! But <laughs> yeah, like, really no, I had no idea. So then I was probably doing like, it again later when I was probably. <laughs> but it's like you have those kinds of feelings, right? You have yeah. those kinds of feelings where, like, you're, you know, you're being the difficult one. You're causing a problem. Yep, because like society, there's a general societal understanding of like you're supposed to do a certain do this a certain way. And you're supposed to like every like especially Japan, everything down to the way that you like where you stand on the escalator, where you stand on the train platform, how mm-hmm. you hand money over for a transaction. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to use where a you little, put it in the tray the, the instead tray. of handing it like hand to hand. Yeah, exactly. Like um, in in Korea. It's uh, if you hand a, like a credit card over for payment, mm-hmm. it's impolite if you don't use your off hand to touch your elbow of the hand that you're of the arm that you're using to hand over the card. OK, it's like it's like a it's one know. of those like random like you can get arrested for using or like uh, hitching your horse to a you know, a, a flagpole or whatever. And yeah, or something, some random thing or chewing gum. Yeah, it's just the street or whatever, like some random law that came into play. It's just, the, it's like the way it's like the way different countries have different, uh, different etiquette rules on how you're supposed to handle eye contact. Okay, sure. It's, yeah. it's that kind of thing. Or hand. So yeah, like Korea, kind of like you hand, you hand over the, the card with your right hand, but if you just extend your one hand to give them the card, that's mm-hmm. kind of like you look kind of flippant. Okay, yeah. Like, like you're whatever, just sort of just, like being disrespectful. Just pay for this. Let's go. Yeah. So like you use your left hand to like lightly touch and like support your your right arm, your right elbow as you're handing it over. And it's just like a it's almost like a bow, like it's a more polite uh. 
So that, would, like, be, that just, would be a weird one for me to get used to. Yeah, it's it's a fairly natural movement, and I'm probably not explaining it well. Because, like, okay. it looks pretty natural when you do it. You're basically just, like, think of it like just take your left hand and and put your right elbow in it and then just, like, extend your arm. It's just that kind of thing. You don't even have to, like, grab it or hold it. It's just, like, a light touch. Sure. No, I, I, I'm, I just meant it would be but weird because like, sometimes you I would might, never like, I'm know. holding my wallet or something in my other hand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah, don't necessarily yeah. take it out and then be done with it. So it's it's like right, I, I would just right. hold my wallet. So it'd be like my wallet's resting under my elbow then. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's one of those just... things where like, how would you ever know? Mm-hmm. So like the point I'm getting that... at. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the point I'm getting at is like, there's all sorts of little etiquette things like that, that we ignorantly break all the time. Yeah. When we go there, because we just don't know. We just have to learn as we go. That would probably get you screamed at and have some some racial epithets thrown at you in this country. <laughs> but they're just like, oh, it's fine. They don't know. The, the, and the like and people, I... random strangers will go out of their way to like teach you how to do things. Yeah. To like help you. Or, or my favorite moment was when a group of school kids came up and wanted to practice their English assignment. And that and, happens so much. And it was just like super adorable. Like we, they just had to like greet us and ask us where we were from and what we were doing and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, oh man, this is kind of cool. <laughs> that, that happens. A, that happened a lot in Korea. Like people mm-hmm. just come up, to, like little kids would just come up to you and just start a conversation like, hello. Yeah, exactly. My it's name so is, my name is June. Yep. <laughs> Oh, it's awesome. like, oh, that's cute. And you see their parents kind of like a few feet away, just like, yeah, yeah, talk to them. Yeah, that's so you, yeah, yeah. It's not like an awkward thing where they're like, no, don't go over there. It's like, yeah, of course. Their parents probably told them like, hey, go start a, go start a conversation with those white people. <laughs> You'll get, you can practice. Right. <laughs> my, by far, my favorite, um, <laughs> by far, my favorite uh, interaction uh, while living in Korea actually mm-hmm. came not while we were living there, but like one of the times we visited afterwards, we were there on Halloween, which okay. like Halloween is a, is a, is a, uh, is a holiday that is known, but sort of, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's there, but do it if you want. Right. Okay. Sure. So it's not if, like something if, that if you want to, if you want to mess with some, if you want to mess with some costumes, go for it. Okay. Like it's, it's one of those things. <sighs> What's a, what's a, uh, they sort of celebrated in the same way that we would celebrate like a, a St. Patrick's day or a Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Where it's where like, you can totally do this, but it's, it's not, not everybody will. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like there's these girls that are probably, probably like middle to high school, like probably like 14, 15 years old. Sure. And I know this because I taught kids of that age and I was like, yeah, that looks about right. <laughs> Right. And they like the same mannerisms and stuff. And they're in like zombie makeup. (laughs) So like they're doing the Halloween thing. Yeah. And like Halloween is not a native holiday to them. So like there is a sort of feeling of like if you're celebrating Halloween, it probably means you're into like, you know, you're into foreign stuff. Sure. In the same way as like, you know, if you're if you celebrate, you know, like Lunar New Year or something. Mm-hmm. that it's probably because you have an interest in that culture, right? Yeah, I mean, that that seems reasonable. So we're just walking through this little uh, this little shopping arcade that's, um, it, it's actually like right across the street from where we used to live. It's called La Festa. 
Oh, and wow. um, and we're just um, oh, is that what you played? You, you you said you could play Taiko Drum Master. Oh yeah, right, they had right, that right. Is that where? Because I know you said it was close to your 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 your, mm-hmm. your domicile. And uh, yeah, and and Time Crisis. It was a whole like it was a whole thing. Like there was two or three arcades in it. Ah, some better than others. Arcade. Of course, of course. Well, listen to you, Mister. Uh... <laughs> I've I'm said like them some of them are just little holes in the wall with a couple of like with a couple of like old ass arcade cabs and some of them are like oh we got new shit over here (laughs) we we got that hot shit over here i mean like literally (laughs) one of them had time crisis four and one of them had time crisis (laughs) five so like you know it was pretty clear to see which one of them was getting like new updated stuff (laughs) yeah anyway so we're just walking through it's kind of cold and um I hear like calling out in the night. It's probably like seven. It's probably like seven or eight p.m. Right, but it's dark. But it's not really dark because it's lit up everywhere because it's super. You know, it's super populated. Right. Um. But it's still night. So, but like, but like a, a call out in the night. I hear loudly from somewhere in the vicinity. Wagukin. <laughs> now Wagukin is the Korean word for foreigner. Okay. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's definitely <laughs> like me. They, they might mean someone else, but I bet it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look around and you're like, wait. Mm, I look around and I see this Jesse girl and, and like two or three friends pointing at me and Jesse <laughs> and then bust out into a sprint. Oh, my God. In their, in their zombie makeup. And I'm like, this is... This, this is, is you fine, but like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's, it's like, like train to Busan. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, they're going to get you. <laughs> am I supposed to run? Is this a, is this a, is this a thing? Am I on camera right now? The answer yeah, is right. yes. There's, there's, there's hidden, there's, you're absolutely there's security cameras camera. everywhere in the entire city. Yes. Yeah. All the time. Yes. Yes. You're on camera. But yep, absolutely. is this a camera? But not at like my that. Own expense or. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, that's the <laughs> moment that stands out to me. Like, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're like giggly high school girls and they're saying like random phrases in English and they have, you know, they, they've they clearly, they've got a decent grasp of the language. So we're able to have a conversation mm-hmm. about like Halloween and, you know, if they're having fun and do we live here? And we're like, we used to. Do they think it was and cool the- that you lived here or lived there? They're kind of used to it. These, there's uh, a surprising, okay. like, because the the next question is teachers. Of course. Or, or teach. Because, teach, like, yes. Right. If you are, if you're a foreigner and you're living in Korea, there's a, and especially if you're younger, probably mm-hmm. like a 50 to 70% chance you're teaching somewhere. Because they sense. just, Im- they import people like crazy. Well, sort of like J- Japan used to do that, right? In like the 70s and the 80s and stuff. Yeah. I think it was a really, mm-hmm. really big then. Not so much anymore because a lot of people want to do it so they can be way more picky. <laughs> right, right. And so Korea, yeah, I think, I think Korea's part now, I think, right? Like they're sort of. Yeah, Korea's, Korea's starting to. Part. Mm-hmm. The, Korea's starting to, to crack down on it and require like. It's not so much that they're taking less people so much as they're, they're you raising have some the. some requirements. Yeah, they're raising the. Um, they're raising the the bar on yeah well that makes sense I, so in. after my when i finished undergrad and before i came to go back to the my masters and all that stuff and mm-hmm. um this is a long time ago the 
I applied to teach English through the JET program. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I didn't get accepted because they had they had so many applicants that they said that they were only accepting people that had a teaching background at that yep. time, and I just had mm-hmm. a you know a generic telecom undergrad, right? And so they could be wait and and I hadn't. Um, so I guess they they were like we don't we we're sorry we, you know we we only are looking at people that are um that have taught already or have gone to school to teach and I was like oh okay and so I just kind of yeah. mm-hmm. didn't bother following up because I'm sure I could have found a, maybe another service or you know done something else if I really wanted to go live in Japan for a while like like the there's like what's it called there's like an organic farming thing where you can live in a oh, bunch yeah? of different countries if you um. Huh. Yeah, I can't think of what it's called though. Shoot, if you work on cool. farms, yeah. So you, so it's 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 in every, it's in most countries on the planet, and you work on the farm for you know half the time, and then mm-hmm. you can do what you want. So basically, you don't get paid, but you don't pay to. They feed you and they give you housing, um, right? So that it's it's a really inexpensive way to live in a country. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially a place like Japan where actually spending it's, the night is what starts to get expensive as opposed to yep. even getting around can get expensive i guess like when when you start thinking about how much money you pay on pay for trains if you don't buy like passes and stuff it's it's pretty nuts oh yeah 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 because it's it's a good like i mean it's still cheaper than most mass transit here but you take like say individual even I think are even yeah. within the city if you take like maybe three or four train trips to different locations in one day, you're probably out fifteen bucks. Yeah, that's what I mean. It it, it adds up really really fast. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. not even that's not even counting like if you if you take the Shinkansen. That's not like the Shinkansen or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, by the way, is cool because it's so it, fast and so. The Shinkansen smooth. is the single best the... way to travel anywhere in the entire world. And you might and get the Evangelion uh, train, which. I don't know if actually if it's still around anymore, but it was when we were there. I know they cycle out the 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 different paintings or the different yeah, types. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's it's <laughs> it feels so weird as a foreigner still when you see something. It's like wow, that's so neat. It's it's just part of their culture, and then you find mm-hmm. out there's a lot of people in Japan. They're like, God, I hate this crap. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna get that basically anywhere, right? No, like... of course, but it's in in your head, like as a kid. I, I just I, I just assumed, oh, man, everybody loves this stuff. Yeah. Here, right. Yeah. Like yeah. when I was little, like when I was first into Dragon Ball Z or something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do remember there is a, a manga. It's actually one of the few mangas to be published in Japan that was written by uh, a foreigner. Um, oh, it's called like Pipo Pipo Chan. What the heck is it called? It's an interest. It was it's sort of like a it's a really silly um, manga. Uh, let me look. Hold on. I'm, I'm curious what it's called. Okay. It is It is kind of a... It, it, like, I still remember the, the, the depressing feeling that I got when I realized, like, yeah, anime is a, is a weird subculture in Japan, and most people in Japan don't like it. They yeah, think so it's that's, weird. Exactly. So it's called Pipo Cho, and it was this kid that grew up in America loving manga, and he goes to Japan, and he's, like, thinking that's how everybody... Yeah, 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 like yeah. talks and, and everyone's like, dude, you're you're freaking weird. And he's like, no, I'm weird everywhere. <laughs> but then it yeah, turns yeah, out yeah. that there's like this really crazy underbelly of stuff that happens and and like, you know, uh it's 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 a part it's like action, it's a comedy. I think there's some what what's it uh, like etchy I don't know, the adult stuff yeah, that's yeah. kind of naughty. Uh yeah. so there's that. But not full naughty, just like suggested. 
yeah like like you know uh, promiscuous outfits or yeah like nipples throwing showing through shirts that kind of you know naughty not, not whoops my on. swimsuit came off in the water let me throw my hands over myself <laughs> right, exactly uh, yeah like i don't know how many times one person can trip and fall uh in 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 a in mm-hmm. like a single panel but it's it's yep. it happens yep um but that that was that sort of it was just whoops i tripped and for... fall Whoa, oh how did my hands end up here Whoa, how did my face end up here <laughs> why did exactly. all your clothes come off how did your clothes right yeah, that's, that, yep that's what i was gonna say um so it was it's it's sort uh, of anime's to... dumb i love it oh it is well anim- anime <laughs> is somehow you you forgive so many things because you're like oh it's anime it's fine it's sort of how we were talking yeah. about batman yeah. where batman can punch a god and you're like yeah of course he can punch a god yeah but sure then if 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 someone else were to do it you'd be like that's so dumb he doesn't have the power or like his power level couldn't possibly allow that to happen but you know batman right. gets away with it anime sort of has that same kind of uh like that that kind of um leeway where you you allow for stuff that's like wow this is really stupid but you're like it's fine it's anime yep yep <laughs> the plot demands it so i will i will allow for it yeah, or or maybe the plot doesn't demand for it, and it's okay. Also, <laughs> the plot doesn't. The plot does not care, but the fans demand it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There the you production go. There you go. studio demands that some piece of clothing fall off at some point in every episode. That's in the contract. It has to happen. <laughs> oh man. Oh jeez. Yeah. So um, that seems like a really weirdly good lead in for super Valus four actually god does it i don't want to talk about this i mean well <laughs> i mean just, okay let's, let's so no one's clothes fly else. off but like it is anime as hell yeah well to be fair the original version of the game actually had full animated cutscenes that were removed from the super nintendo version <clears throat> um because oh wait were there like were there like sailor moon style like transformation sequences I don't know if I don't actually know. I just know that much like a lot of the the amazing games that have been brought to Nintendo's uh, um, U.S. service, this is one of the ones that was butchered when it was brought over. Huh. Before we talk about that, just just throw it out there because I like to know is have you played yeah. any? Uh, have you have you have you have you been messing with anything kind of any fun games lately? Anything different? Anything new? Maybe not that you streamed on the side, or has it been mostly just kind of chilling? It, uh, well, I, we were talking about it a little bit earlier, uh, not on, not on podcast, but, um, I, I messed around and played Mighty Switch Force. Oh, that's right. One and two right. yesterday. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot to say about that game. It's just fun. Yeah. It's I think just that's... a fun little, like, simple, straightforward puzzle platformer. Uh, feels good to play. Like, controls good. It's got a neat concept. It doesn't really overstay its welcome. I I streamed for four hours yesterday. I beat both games, and and some of the bonus stages, and a couple of the bonus stages, and tried out uh, Mighty Switch Force Academy. And you kicked babies, and we kicked baby. I kicked all of the babies. You did, and you got rewarded. Every for it. baby. You're I totally did. safe now. Yep. The, I, I have the, to wonder. The if... Achievement was called "You're Safe." <laughs> I I really have to wonder. I don't know. It, the first thing I thought of was the very first episode of South Park. There was this running joke for like the first maybe season or so about don't kick the baby. And then it was kick the baby and they would kick the baby. And it was it was like not the baby laughed and thought it was hilarious. So it wasn't upsetting by any means, which I know. Right. Which is. Yeah. 
So it was it was like a... they they make very they make very sure to uh, to make sure that there is a laughing baby sound effect as it spirals off screen. Right. And that's, so that's exactly what they did in South Park. And that's why I was I was wondering if that's where the idea came from is. I mean, I realize kicking a baby doesn't have to come from anything other than someone thinking that would be I, I don't want to say amusing, <laughs> but Listen, we all laughed I at laughed it. every time. <laughs> I know. Man, it's a dumb it's a dumb looking like Ren and Stimpy baby in a in a silly in a silly game about like about lady firefighters Chica saving Machi. planet land. <laughs> the world is called Planet Land. Yeah. Is it all women that like cuz it seemed like everyone you were saving was a specifically typecast female. <laughs> They're actually specific outfits. characters. They are the... Ah, uh, uh, okay. So, Mighty Switch Force 1... I, I don't know much about the lore, but I do know that Matt Bozon <laughs> is behind this. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, oh, is that, it's... is that the... That's Shantae. Uh, Shantae, right? Okay. Well, yeah, he has a Shantae very, creator. He, he has a style for drawing, or I don't know if he draws, but for designing female characters, yeah. too. Because that's what yeah, it reminded me of. Oh, that makes so much sense. I was, yeah, that's, yeah. That's it's... funny. I didn't hear you saying that on the, on the stream, but... When I was, the, the, I mentioned it during the, the credits, but only briefly. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. Because he's in, he's in the that. credits as like creative director or something that's like a, that. We should play Shantae the on on for on this. I've never played. Dude, that. I will. I will like. I, I commit you, crimes yeah. to get you to play Shantae. Well, let's well, let's rein it in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the original Shantae is actually hard to get a hold of, so we might actually have to commit a crime to get it to you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, it is a crime. <laughs> I think actually I own all copies of games that I've ever played on an emulator or computer. TM. I don't own original Shantae. I, I would like to, but like to actually get an original, uh, an original copy of it. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's so incredibly rare. You have to, they're like $150 on eBay. I, I swear to God, I have a, I, so in, in the old, in old game magazines, they would have like a, a page sometimes of ads. And I remember the Shantae box on one of the Capcom ads because I think it was published by Capcom. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, so Capcom developed like, by way forward, published by Capcom. So because I remember they had an ad of like a splash page of just, you know, random games and, and Shantae was there. And I remember seeing it mm -hmm. thinking like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. And I saw it at like Toys R Us that the like, well, I didn't actually see the game because you only saw the you only saw like those paper tags you would pull out of the the flappy thing to then take to the front desk to purchase oh yeah yeah, yeah the games and they hadn't mm -hmm. invented the shucks or the, the that's what i guess that's the, so that's what we called them at best Buy. i don't know if that's what they're actually called but the the things you stuff electronic stuff into um, oh yeah yeah i i know what you mean or they just didn't want to be bothered with the shelves which to be honest the paper idea made a lot of sense it just created an extra step for people which was probably annoying and that's why they got rid of it but anyways sure i, I was always sort of curious about that game because uh, I, I, I remember the, the splash pages of the Capcom Game Boy Color ads, and I remember seeing Shantans, and you were really into it, and it brought back those those memories. Yeah, so you're talking about, like, original GBC... You're talking about, like, original... What's that? Yeah, the original... I don't think it would have been a... I'm trying to remember if I saw it at Toys R Us, actually. It might have been... It doesn't really matter. Um, But yeah, the original Game Boy Color Shantan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that game's really good. Like, really, really good. And it, it has one of the it has one of those feelings of like it's a Game Boy Color game originally, yeah. but it came out in 2002, which is the year after the Game Boy Advance launched. Mm -hmm. 
So it is one of those like late, late, late console launch things like Kirby's Dream Land 3. Where it's yeah, like, oh, you didn't... can really you can really see them like getting the absolute most out of the hardware for this. Well, and it's also the reason why I never actually like asked for it because the Game right. Boy Advance was out and I was like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the color anymore, man. I got my GameCube. Got the Game well, Boy I think Advance. like it would have it would have probably done a lot better if not for that. Yes. You know, like I think that like it suffered from being the game that came out at the end of a console generation when everyone was ready to move on. And we played played a lot of games like that. Like Kirby's dream land was that rye star was that, Mm -hmm. um, at least one other that I'm not thinking of. were all games where it's like, this came out just as people were starting to not pay attention to that hardware anymore. Nights. (laughs) I mean, people stopped paying attention to the Saturn about a month after it came out. I also just can't help but take a jab at Knights. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm surprised that Knights still sticks out in your head after I made you play three nope. Cuso Grande games last week. Man, those <laughs> I didn't play those in the guise of them being some top 100, top 50 best you game know, of all time that that's everyone true. should play. Nobody, nobody ex- ever said that about, <laughs> about Homie D Clown or, or Maximilian B. The, uh, I've been thinking about Shadowgate a lot, actually. Really? How come? I just, well, I think part of it is like, um, the, the grand finals, um, stream yeah. was posted to, was posted to Brucentia's YouTube the other day. Ah, okay. And I still, I still out? haven't, I haven't watched it back yet. I, I it's, right. it's still kind of fresh. I did, I, I, che- I jumped in and I watched the end of it. Because everyone told me like, oh, you were leading until like the last two minutes. And I wanted to see like the moment. And it was such a like, clean moment, too. It was it was like you were ahead. Then I was like, oh, she's cleared the level. <laughs> she's not just ahead. She finished the level completely. It wasn't. You know what I mean? It was. Yeah, it was, it's it's like it's like that. It was a it was a winning moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was the buzzer beater three pointer. It's like, oh, it's over now. <laughs> yeah it's it's impossible at this point now there's no yeah. there's no hope because i was like i was like a level behind and still struggling yeah and like even if i'd cleared it like even if i'd cleared it immediately i wouldn't have had enough time to catch up so like it yep. was it was done i was oh um God, yelling like i watched it i watched it thinking like eh, it's been like it's been like two weeks it's not that I'm not fresh gonna anymore. be upset <laughs> and like i watched it and it was just like a stinging pain in my chest and i was like oh <laughs> Oh, it was really that close. Oh, oh, yeah. It was. I mean, it was. Okay. And then I turned it off. Yep. Yeah, well, so because I, at that I point, haven't... you're going to. You, you can't really watch it and even. <laughs> it's not like you can even really enjoy it as much because you're going to be thinking, Jesus, I if you just did this one thing, yep. it would have been yeah, different. Yeah, that's. That is absolutely the. That is absolutely the singular thought process is like, I could have made. I could have done one thing differently at any moment. And especially considering I played a little bit more of uh, Maximilian afterwards and a learned the game better. Yeah. Um, You're one yeah, of okay, people I, to I, beat it. I beat it twice. And probably like, one, of, one of one to actually <laughs> beat the game twice within like two days. <laughs> I'm sure someone did it at some point. 
I feel I feel like this is a Guinness Book of World Records territory. Here. There is like I still need to upload it to YouTube because there is literally <laughs> zero footage of that game on YouTube. I, I can't wait for you I would to be the it. actual only one. And still have you're still not going to have any views because nobody is searching for Maximilian V. No, nope, the they're Atari sure not. <laughs> they're sure not. Oh man! But, but I after want, I want like after all that, you it. still you still want to go back and dunk on nights. Yeah. Oh, for but sure. Expectation sure does really expectation does really play into it because nights it was like, hey, this is supposed to be some sort of hidden gem, and you're like, oh no. Yeah, it's a hidden gem. I I mean, it's just not a gem that I want any part of. It's just awful nonsense. It's my... So my I still think I, that, like... I, I still think that a lot of it is just... The the gameplay type did not agree with us. And yes, like if, I... It's more, at this point, just a joke than anything yeah. else. So my... my uh, my, my my really good friend was watching was listening to the podcast and he just messages me in all capitals <laughs> nights tier because he was he finally watched the or listened to oh the, the uh, tier list yeah the tier list and he he was just he thought that was just uh he thought that was the bee's knees he, he really really tickled him that we gave I'm glad its own tier I'm glad we did that <laughs> even though I don't necessarily agree no but I, like it was. It, it's I, it I was think it's, worth it for the lulls yeah and really we're, we're it's not like we're we're, we're dunking on uh I, it's something that's important here it's just nights after all damn <laughs> you know, i will say doubling I, I, down on the night's shade i will say that perhaps perhaps valis valis four could 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 nudge knights out of out of the bottom tier category here it doesn't have but it doesn't uh, super Valus four was like it, it was rough man let's see want to want to hear what our sponsors have to say i think the sponsors are going to tell you to make a a, a podcast on anchor but let's they, let's let's check and make sure let's be sure though welcome back let's yeah welcome back um <laughs> So we actually played Super Valis for like, I, like I think I played ago. it like, yeah, it was like two weeks ago. Because we were originally um, going to do it, was it last week? Yeah. And then I talked you into doing the, the we did Grande. Yeah, yeah, because we played like Trip World and and Super Valis yeah. 4 back to back pretty much. Yeah, I played them actually on the same day on the same stream because Trip World was super short. Which yeah. I still like, going back and looking at it, like, that game was just goofy fun. I really, I'm glad we played that. Yeah, me too. I it's a <laughs> no. I'm a okay. I, I playing at Trip World and Super Valus Four in the same day was a, was a really it, bad choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I feel bad fun, about it. And Super Valus Four it is hot, nasty trash. I, I I hated this game. Like, I mean, I genuinely disliked my entire time with it. And usually, I have something fun to say. I will say the only cool feature is that the. I know we go out of context a lot or like out of order rather not context. Yeah. Um, I, I loved the, the, the idea of go through the level fast. So the boss yep. has less hit points. Cause there's like a timer yep. for the boss. And as, as it goes up, the boss gets more HP. I think that's a really neat kind of speed run idea. I don't know if it mm -hmm. actually matters. Like I, I have no idea how much health the boss has with or without it. It, it could be negligible. I, I truly don't know. I also don't know how you could really go through some of the levels 
much faster because there's no tech or anything that you're doing. There's nothing cool. Like not really, right? You're basically like, just jumping and avoiding damage. So I don't know. The this is essentially like if you were to compare it to if you were to compare it to any other game, like a sort of a Castlevania. Kind of. I mean, it's, it's, it's just it's, it's a just simple side scroller. You you have a sword and some and some sub weapon things. And you just go through the level and hit enemies and and try to get to the end of the stage. It's very straightforward. Uh, it's, it's, it's very straightforward it's, concept. It's it's seriously bland and boring. Like I don't know how else to. That's build. really the problem. Like it's not even. It's it, not ugly. Like, it's not. It doesn't sound terrible. Uh, it, I my my understanding is that the the game was butchered, like completely butchered from the original CD ROM version. Um, mm. And it like what was it on originally? I th- like was it PC or like a? I think it was. Um, was it like one of those weird? Um, I think it was tur- was it Turbo Graphic? Oh yeah, you know what? That sounds familiar. I th- I feel like it was Turbo Graphic. Let me see, because I think it was the 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 PC PC Engine. Yeah 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 yeah. That sounds right. Um. Yeah, I know it's got like a couple of different. Uh, it's got a couple of different editions. That was the Super Nintendo Engin- released for the PC Engine Super CD ROM. Yeah, okay. TurboGrafx-16, yeah. Right, um, okay. And it was, it apparently had, so it's a continuation of the other ones, obviously. But so when they made Super Vales 4, oh, here you go, right from the Wikipedia. Extensive changes were made when it was ported to Super NES, um, blah, blah, blah. The playable, so there's <laughs> there's originally multiple playable characters. Wow. And now you're only left with Lena. The magic system was removed completely, and now you just have those useless sub-weapons. The animated sequence from the original version were completely removed. Uh, and a couple levels were removed. A, a, All right. A new ca- a new level, Castle Vanity, which I think was that one, like the second stage, maybe. I, I'm guessing that's Castle Vanity. I have no idea because I don't even remember the stages being like labeled as what they were. That um, sounds like it might be the one with the where that starts with you running through the field with the Valkyries. Oh, Cause that that ends that like that stage continues into you having a um going into a castle and then there's like those nuns with the shields is that a castle or is that a cathedral because could could the castle also be the one that's like the weird space castle where you have to could be i don't know i actually have no idea what quote-unquote castle vanity is um i don't care enough to look it up oh hey that's funny so apparently the first review on wikipedia (laughs) they said it's just kind of bland and boring (laughs) yeah and like so here's the problem right yeah like I I hated this game because it wasn't even bad in an interesting way. No. It's and like, like that's it's, one of the it's, things it's the like bad, it's not even like a bad movie that's hilarious because it's bad. It's it's a bad movie that's genuinely bad and it's just bad because it's so boring and you're kind of you can't even laugh at the stupid acting or the silly lines or the they're eating her. That means they're going to eat me. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. Right? No, it's it's just like the last like the second the Wonder Woman movie that just came out. Because you can boring. watch you can watch those movies and enjoy them. Oh, you, because... you enjoy them more because they're so silly. Right, right. And this is this is the Cuso Grande problem, right? Where <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Super Valis exactly. Four wouldn't go in Cuso Grande because it's not bad in a way that is fun or interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's, it's not like even, the, it's not even that the it's opposite of love isn't hate, it's apathy. <laughs> yeah yeah and and i'm and i don't want to give it too much credit by saying it's only bad in 
uh, bland and boring because there are some stages that I think are genuinely freaking horrendous. Like the, yeah, the one crystal yeah. stage where the random yep. shadows are spawning and then you get pushed mm -hmm. around. And if you break one of the things, like if you break the objects coming at you, they're like bombs or some crap. Yeah. And then you yeah, take that's, damage. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what was going on in that stage. And sometimes I feel a little bit guilty, like using rewind time. Like, so there's a few times in Donkey Kong where I was like, I don't feel like going through the level again. I'm just going to do a little, do a little cheat here because I was looking for the hundred percent stuff and I didn't want to, um, have to, uh, like I didn't want to have to replay each level as you jump into random pits. Cause that's Donkey Kong country design. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I rewound time and you feel a little bit guilty because it's something that you could hundred percent do no problem. If you just wanted to take the extra you know, time to do it. But in Super Valus 4, rewind time without it? Uh-uh. Not a freaking chance. Yeah, like, this no, game I... just is horrible. I tried to play it... Uh, I tried to yeah, play it... Yeah, you rewound time. That, that's, no, I that's tried to play it was. legit for a couple of stages, and I was gonna... Like, it gives you, like, uh, unlimited lives. Right. Yeah, so you're thinking, hey, this is doable. Yeah, like, the same way I did Star Tropics. Like, Star Tropics took significantly longer because I allowed it to like troll me and, and send me back to the beginning. And I was like, okay, we're just going to, it's fine. We're just going to do it. We're just going to go. Yeah, when you, when you played it, you, 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 you were, everything was legit until you got to the, the tiger boss and you fought it like four times. And you're like, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm safe stating outside the boss. I'm going to beat the boss legitimate. So you just because save stated. I, and then I later ran on, through you started... that stage probably <laughs> yeah. four or five times. And oh, there was so just boring. like, there's nothing there. Yeah, there's entire, like, several like 15 to 30 second stretches where you're just running in a straight line and not doing anything. <laughs> like, there's nothing there's no kill. enemies. <laughs> there's no pits. There's no obstacles. Well, you just go. And then the corridor to the final, the, the boss of the, the second world, you're just kind of going down a corridor with random things that spawn on you. And like, like there's like the weird ghost things that kind of float around. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's like, that's, that's it for, I don't know, a minute almost of just going right and, and jump, jumping or dodging attacks in it. There's no variety to what you're doing. Like there's no platforms. It's just a flat uh, mm -hmm. corridor with the, and the same platforming doesn't spawning. feel good. Oh, um, no, it does not. The knockback is so extreme that you get knocked down platforms and it's it, like a lot of the stages have verticality where like, but it feels bad too. It's not just, so that's that could be a complaint in like you know uh, uh, old Castlevania, right? Where it's yeah, yeah, where yeah. the knockback is killing you and your your. Uh... I would have rather the knockback killed me. <laughs> oh like... god! Except for the crystal stage, or or that one, that one. Not maybe the crystal stage isn't actually. It's like a weird purpley. I don't know if they're both crystals because there's one that's literally blue crystals. With that's where they introduce the shield enemies that you can't jump over. Yes. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Um, and then the level after that is even more awful because that's the one where the shadows keep spawning. And I think that's a pink. Like, I remember being pinky sort of ethereal kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, oh, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of the either the castle or the cathedral or whatever it is, the boss of that stage, I, I couldn't even see what I was looking at because you're in front of a stained glass window and the boss does like this after image attack and I couldn't mm. track where the, like, oh my where God. anything was going. <laughs> Yes, it like I rem I know exactly what you're talking about. He just kind of flies in from different directions, way <laughs> yeah. too fast for you to react to, you, and the, yeah. and he kind of blends into the background, and it makes it like it's legitimately difficult to see because you're the background is scrolling. Yeah, 
And then he's oh, that's moving right, in he's got from some different directions. Crap too. That's right. That's yeah. Right. It's, it's like it's, it's like, like an auto scrolling stage. But it's but there's also like a window that's static behind you. I think. I, th- I think it's, I think like, it has. It's like the best of everything. It's. Like, it's <laughs> I don't know. Like you're it's, you're definitely moving. Like there's movement and it it, it conflates like yeah. where the enemy where the guy is actually like floating in from. Yeah. And it just like it. Oh. Because you, you, yeah, I remember that a... specifically, and I was just like, I can't, I can't freaking tell where he is. I don't know where he's coming from. I, I hate everything about this fight. Like, I feel like that's when you were, when you were officially sort of done. Like, oh, I was totally done. done. No, but I mean, that was, I, I felt for me, well, for me, that was like the, the point for me where I was thinking, Jesus, God, when is this going to be over? Like, I couldn't wait for it to be done at that point. Yeah. It wasn't just that I didn't like the game. It was that I, yeah. I really wanted it to yeah. be completely through. Um, it was, it was actually the stage leading up to that when I started being like, no, no, I'm rewinding time not. for everything. Yeah. yeah. We're not, we're not doing that. Um, even with, we cause that was, it, I think that oh. was actually the Valkyrie stage. Yes, it was. It was that like, you you run yeah, you, through like, the like. I will say the grass was it looks. It looks very much like the poppy field from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what it. That's what it felt like. Even the backdrop sort of felt like that yep. too. It looks like Oz is in the background, mm-hmm. and I mean you, you're being attacked by Valkyries, so I guess maybe the idea is that it's supposed to be Valhalla. Yeah, I think that's. I don't. In know. fact, the stage might actually be called Valhalla. I, I don't think it know. Was. You know what? I do remember that's right. There were some stages that had titles. Also, we didn't understand the story because they just cut out all of the cutscenes and any of the story and didn't replace them with just text or something. Or or I guess they can if it was an image. Maybe there was no text. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I don't we know. have no idea what's going on in it's, terms of it, the it story. Feels like, it feels like the peacekeepers in terms of like... Yeah, where they just change there's, stuff There's over. just... Yeah. They've just I sort of... the manual. They've just sort of patched it together. Yeah, I don't. uh, I'm reminded. I'm sure there's a manual somewhere, but like, yeah, it's it's worth saying that we played the we played the the switch online or SNES online (laughs) SNES ported (laughs) version of this game. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Okay. you know how game FAQs will sometimes they'll have like a game script for a game and it's usually like uh because you know there's you might be curious about the story and you want to you want to follow the game script and somebody will type that up sure so check 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 discord and i want you to see how how long the game script is <laughs> oh Okay, so I won't read all of the. I won't read all of this. No, you don't need to. But um, but yeah, no. Words, this is how many words do you think are here? Like a hundred? <laughs> it's it's between a hundred. Here, I can. I think I can actually find out. Because because there it, is uh, like the prologue. Just to give just to give everyone an idea, it's prologue, cutscene one, ending, and cutscene one is that hilarious cutscene where they do like the first person view of her with the sword pointing at the bad guy. I put that, that in my clip compilation. Cause that was freaking hilarious. <laughs> it was so dumb. I will not die. I will. Yeah. Cause Until. It, yeah. Cause it's just, cause it's just like a still image. So, so that, that art I'm pretty sure was going to, were, were all the cool cutscenes that, that were cut out. Right. Those, those are, that's probably just a still yes. image. 
from and here like and here's the thing the art's not bad no like it looks like it looks like fairly solid high res like 90s anime yeah and and the game itself like i was saying it's not an ugly game it's just that that's what that's why i I feel like bland and boring that that reviewer and i were really vibing on on that idea that that's just that was the biggest problem and i feel like the cutscenes would have added some maybe it wouldn't have made the game you know excuse me it would not have made the game good but it would have been one of those oh that's cool i'm looking forward to seeing a bad cutscene right or maybe maybe just kind of neat i haven't i don't know um there are 198 words in okay. in the entire game script. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I do like the ending where it just does it. It drops you with the. But this is this is a story for another time. <laughs> yeah, is it though? Is there a Valus Five? Because <laughs> they the made four of these things. Where I did not do. Usually, I you know uh, do my 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 due diligence and and kind of research this stuff. But I did not for this game. Uh, I, I didn't even try looking for a manual, which is usually my first thing that I do. <laughs> I enjoy looking at the manuals for these old games, and I didn't. I just oh oh, there's Valus the Phantasm Soldier, Valus two. Valus okay, Valus you're 4, looking it up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Valus X. Oh, holy shit! It's an erotic yeah! novel. Yes, it's not even a game. It's just a porn game. The the last game published by Telenet Japan, Valus X, is divided into five episodes that retell the stories of the first four games containing copious amounts of lesbian acts and tentacle erotica. Because <laughs> right of course it is. <laughs> because of course. A four-volume Valus manga. Is this the naughty one? Oh, no. So, okay. So, so there are four Valus games and we played the last one before like 10 years passed, 15 years passed. (laughs) And then they were just, fuck it. It's porn now. (laughs) We said, Hey, it did say that's a story for another time. It sure, it sure was. I mean, it wasn't though. Listen, listen to this. So the ending is funnier with that context because it's like this starts the turbulent destiny of the new Valis warrior Lena who will eventually become a legend of the land. But this is a story for another time. <laughs> Poor Lena. She, she but, became a legend. But the <laughs> but the the erotic visual novel just covers the stories of the previous games. Yeah, but it doesn't but even writing, advance the story. I'm writing my own fantasy for how Valis X's story goes. <laughs> Actually, fantasy sounds like I'm into this, and I'm not. So I take that back. I am 100% not into <laughs> the, the, the idea of the first four Valises being written into lesbian acts and tentacle erotica. Not necessarily because I'm against those things, but because I hate Valis for a lot. Yeah. Yeah, okay. no, I wouldn't I even, I, I wouldn't even derive, I wouldn't even derive enjoyment from that. Not even, not even on, not even in a lowbrow way. It's no. like, I don't even, I don't even... I, Want to see these characters doing that? I, I'm just no. I'm sorry, I sent you something that I'm not sure if you're going to want to see, but I clicked the link in Wikipedia that had oh, tentacle dear. erotica as a thing. I didn't realize it's been around for a very long time. Like 1814 is when that picture was drawn. That's kind of hilarious. Yeah, like what? I thought this was like a new weird, like a new century kind of thing. You would think, but. 
That's the yeah, fisherman's right. wife. I guess the dream of the fisherman's wife. Okay. What all the right. hell? This is really not where I saw time. this podcast going, but I, well, we did I mean, say it wasn't. It was gonna listen. <laughs> I just wanted to know if there was a sequel to Valis Four, and it turns out Look that you've there done. was, but not done. really. Oh my god! Thanks. Your all right, hand. so so all right, to, so let's refocus. A bit. Yeah, let's. So okay. The oh, Valis system... is the name of the sword. Ah, all the, right. The mystical sword, the the, the the mystical sword known as Valis. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. So the, there is a plot. So the the wiki does have the plot to help you piece it together from the previous games. The problem is is that none of the characters are in Super Valis Four aside from the the girl that uses the Valis sword. They just removed the other playable characters for some reason. Yeah, because I'm looking at the I'm looking at the entry for the series and it says the Valis games as they were known in America tell the story of Yuko Aso, a schoolgirl in late nineteen eighties Japan who's fated to protect three different realms. And it's like that's not who we played as and we never saw that person. Yeah, no. Ever. I, so uh, so I, I, I don't I don't this this is it's such an odd release. This makes it so much more bizarre. It. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah no. <laughs> I don't I, know. I don't even understand don't... why this was brought to Super Nintendo. It's it's one of those things that I I just I have absolutely I don't have any well, words to help describe what what like why you would why you would bring this game over and it's it's just so. It's genuinely just such a bad game. And they give you these, so, so apparently they removed the magic system, and now I have no idea what the magic system used to be. But the sub-weapons yeah, they right? give you in this game are are are, are pretty bad. I, I didn't like, find much use in any of them. They don't work honestly. on any of the bosses. None of the boss, well, maybe some of, maybe the first one or the second one or something, but none of the, like, so when you're going to fight the final boss, you have to do some stupid final boss gauntlet. And the room before the yep. final boss gauntlet is just filled with tons of sub weapons. You're like, oh, cool. These will be useful. Then oh my God, I forgot about that. And, and they, 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 they bait you into getting the super armor, which basically makes you invulnerable for, you know, five or six hits or something. Yeah. Um, and healing items, but if you pick up a sub weapon by accident, you might erase the stored super armors or health that you have saved if you've been being a dirty cheater and rewinding time, like I mm -hmm. was. So I had like three health packs and three armors saved up from the earlier missions, and I I was like, oh, what happens if I? I'm just curious, like what happens if I walk over a sub weapon, mm -hmm. and it just replaces one of the ones that you had on your bar? So theoretically you could get to that point and then screw yourself out of a super armor or a health pack because you picked up a, a sub weapon. That's not, I don't mean like it does some damage, but it's small. I mean, it's literally useless. Like it just bounces off of them. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I, I yeah, just don't understand. Yeah. Like it's fine. If you don't want people to cheese out the final boss with sub weapons, if that's sure, don't give the me case, all of them. don't, put them all in a boss fountain where it's like, choose your weapon before you go in. If it's like, choose between all of these useless things that don't work. <laughs> Just, <laughs> like what is like, why? So it makes me wonder if magic did something or if it had some kind yeah. of like, maybe it did like, had it a might thing. be, it might be a broken system. So it's just, they just didn't know what to do with those rooms, but they didn't delete them or something. But that can't be true because they actually just, just, they got rid of entire levels, it says. 
So it's entirely possible. I, I don't know, man. Like it, like if I wasn't so averse to it, if I didn't have such a bad time playing it, You'd I would almost want to go the turbo graphic track down the turbo graphics one yeah. and see if it's different. But here's I, the thing. I don't think any of these games are particularly good, even with all their systems intact. Yeah. Cause like, you know oh, what? Yeah, wasn't the third one in Kuso or something? It sure was. I remember at least, that at now. least for a bit. Um, it was, it was a gauntlet state. Yeah. So it was like one in, uh, moment of the game or like one yeah. level or one segment or like one particularly it. difficult level, which, which like, I watched it and I was like, oh boy. Oh, this looks real bad. Because <laughs> it has something to do with like, it's basically like, so you're you're in a room and the room is static. It doesn't scroll at all. And there's basically like platform. You're, the, bottom, the bottom part of the stage is a, is like a river. Mm -hmm. It's like a, um, or not like a river. It's like you're in like a sewer, but the, the water is like pushing. It's like, okay. it's flowing. So it like, constantly pushes you backwards okay yeah um the enemies spawn like the enemies spawn pretty consistently and they all take way too many hits to kill which was also a problem in valis 4 oh god this really was a problem and there's yeah, no way to like, like increase your damage nope no you just have to sit there and just kind of like slash at their ankles for a while Ugh. um and it, like it takes like four or five hits and you don't swing fast no no so yeah the the state in valis 3 was like so you have the the flowing water at the bottom pushing you back and then there's like there's like platforms that you have to jump up and you have to jump across the top of the stage while things are like people are shooting projectiles at you and sure. you have to like ring a bell a bunch of times <clears throat> there's a yeah. there's a bell at like the top right and you have to keep hitting the bell with your like jump towards it and ring it a bunch of times with your with your sword and then you can, and then you can leave. And that was the, that was the ballast three you, state. Then you may go. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds, I'm going to assume that, that none of fine. these games, I'm going to assume that none of these games are any good. And how did they make the, four? Because waifus. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot. Of, I mean, I guess, you know what? It must be waifus. Cause look at, <laughs> look at, look at where it ended up. Yeah. So yes, you must they, be correct like, on that. That's, that's, they, that's, that must be why they dead or alive beach volleyballed it. <laughs> They're like, yep. you know what? Let's just, let's just boil this down to the essentials of what people actually want out of this game anyway. Yeah, Whatever. We know, we know we have a mediocre fighting game. All right. <laughs> I actually like DOA 4, but like it's, the systems are way too complicated. I, well, it, but. When I realized sort of that like, there was like, there's, it, there's eight directions to counter a throw based on the direction the throw comes from. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, no one's ever going to read this. No, no. Like it's, but it's, you know, it's, it's, but, but that's the not boobs why. do a bounce. So <laughs> I mean, there's literally like a bounce scale. Yes. In, well, at least the second one. I don't know if I, that's the only one I only ever played the PS2 one where that, where they introduced the, the, it was an age scale. And depending on what age they were, the more bouncy they were. Oh God. I didn't know about that. I played four and I okay. was like, okay, yep. Everyone's jiggling. I've no, heard it, about this. That's, but I tried to actually play it like a legitimate fighting game. Uh, no, we. I played it whenever the second one came out, so I was 
I don't know, 14 or 15 or something. So the 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 only real reason we're playing it is because you're like, <laughs> look at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like that's the only thing that Valis really ever had going for it is like, they just did the the weird anime fan service thing. And I mean, like, the art for how little there was, every time, like, well, all, like, two times in the game, they actually did, like, a full drawing. It wasn't, it would, like, it wasn't objectionable because Nintendo wouldn't have allowed it. It was just, you know, it was just a drawing of a, you know, late 80s, early 90s anime girl. I was going to say, it like, looked, anime it like battle maiden magical girl. The the art is the type of art that if you saw it, you'd say to yourself, hey, I think I've seen this before. Because it yeah, looked, yeah. it looked, uh, it just looks exactly like what an old 80s, like 80s mm-hmm. uh, style anime look like. Like, um, I would have liked oh God, to see the cutscenes, but I didn't even bother looking it up because I was so disgusted by the game when I was done. <laughs> like the the um, character art out of like, you're under arrest. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I've never seen you're under arrest, but I saw like I remember seeing like clips of it and it's like it looks like it's from that era. Mm hmm. And it, it strikes me as the type of game where, like, the only draw of playing these games was just, hey, play as the cute girl. Yeah, well, and get art of, get art of the a, cute girl. She has, a, oh, she has a twin sister. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't know any of this, again, because we only were allowed to play as the titular character on the box. And that's it. Also, the box has you fighting the the guy that <laughs> the boss. The that tiger say, guy. I, I hate this game. <laughs> I saw that like the box art was actually kind of cool. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I was like, yeah, and then like neat. Atlas published it. And like Atlas is a very different company now than it was 30 years ago. But like True. I always see that and I'm like, oh, cool. What is that about? <laughs> oh, this was a mistake. I see it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it was only published by Atlas in America. It's not like they right, had any, of course. Telenet was the, the, the folks behind it. I guess Atlas are the reason why everything was cut. I don't know. Atlas. Atlas generally was like, they were probably the localizers. Yeah. And like right now, 2021, I would say that Atlas is the, is the absolute single best team of Japanese to English localizers that exist on the planet. Yeah. That's like, fair. I mean, when you think about like the persona games in terms of how, how, pers- how much, they have to be able to to get across like because they're, they're you know, the persona giant. games the yakuza games yakuza oh that's right that's right yeah because sega yeah, owns atlas so now so that's right like the atlas localization team is the reason why yakuza started getting a push in the west mm-hmm. five never came out physically in the u.s because they were like ah, it's too much it's just too much trouble they, yeah, they, they, and then like one of the they, it was i think it was one of the early i mean because there was digital games being digital only was still mm-hmm. sort of new when five came out. So a lot of people right. uh, were kind of annoyed, like, oh, I can't get a physical copy of this here. You had to you had to buy. Especially it was kind of weird because three and four were both physical copies on PS3. Well, it's not just that. Like the Yakuza 5 was out in Japan for a very long time, like years before it even got any release in the West. Okay. And yeah, Sega was kind of that. like hemming and hawing about like, ah, I don't know, maybe we'll uh... Because they weren't selling all that well, so it was a lot of it was a lot of work to to localize yeah, it to bring it out it's, in the 
to bring it out in the West. And then they acquired Atlas and Atlas localized five and they released it digitally. And then the next game they brought out was zero and zero with the Atlas localization team behind it blew that series up. Mm -hmm. Like zero is the reason why Yakuza is like a big thing now. And then why we got Kiwami and two and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. And, it and just, like it's dragon. just gotten better from there. I've I've been actively trying to stay away from you playing it because it's something I really would like. To, I, I will be playing it at some point in my life. Mm. Uh, yeah, you so got I a lot to, to. You have a lot to go through, and now that I'm close to, I'm gonna finish it tomorrow. Okay, yeah. Tomorrow is the I'm in the final chapter, and I'm yep. I've done. I, I did. I've know literally one hundred percented all of the other, uh, like all the sub stories and all of the like mini game collectible stuff. Oh, like, wow, did you do like baseball or whatever? I okay so. Like will you get some the of the mini trophy? games, some of the like smaller mini games I haven't done yet, but like there's a bunch of fetch quests. I've done all of those. There's a bunch of like um, hunt Basically, down particular enemies and, and beat up all those things. Yeah, I've so done all that for, uh, trash bags that were going to yeah, fight yeah, you. Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. it, so basically you've done you, you've, you've effectively done everything in the game, but you may not go for the, the uh, obtuse platinum trophy that wants you to like, perfect. I don't, I don't even uh, know what all is involved in the platinum trophy. I imagine there might be a thing where it's like beat the game on new game plus. And I'm like, no, I'm that's not going to play that whole thing again. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've, I've happily, it's more of a recent thing, but I've happily stopped worrying about trophies. And I mentioned this before, cause that's why I decided to finally play Yakuza. Cause I was, I was mm. always kind of like, eh, I don't feel like playing Yakuza. Cause it's kind of a commitment if you want to get the platinum trophy. Oh, and absolutely. That, like stop hundreds of hours. Yeah. Well, especially because, so I'm, I'm, I can, I'm fairly good at certain aspects of doing dumb things in games, but something I'm really bad at is like the, the baseball mini game in Yakuza. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm super bad at that for some reason. It's just, I have such a hard time aiming with the joystick really precisely to get the ball to, uh, go where it's supposed to go. I don't know. I just yeah, sucked yeah. at it a lot and I'm, and I, I knew I was going to be bad at it and I was like, I don't want to jump into yakuza to get the trophy which is such it was such a big mistake because i've had these games i've owned three and four since they came out on ps3 and literally never played them like a doofus um so here's a fun thing about uh here's a fun thing about yakuza yeah every yakuza game has some sort of baseball mini game yeah almost all of them are different oh that's kind of like cool. they, like they i mean they're all the same because all of them except one is just swinging the batting cages. Yeah. Right? But the mechanics of them are tend to be different from one game to the next. Mm, okay. um, and they're not all different, but they it, they change every like two or three games or so. Um, and they're all bad. <laughs> Some of them are better than others, but like none of them are none of them are especially fun. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing is that they just, it's not that I couldn't do it because I'm positive I could do it if I really, you know, a lot of it comes do down to just like perfecting the timing and memorizing exactly. the, and memorizing and the patterns because the balls exactly. always yep. come in the same, in the same direction, in the same patterns. And so I, I never, I was like, I don't want to be bothered with this, but man. Yeah. It's very tedious. I, I'm so, I'm so happy. What I guess, I don't even remember where I was going with this other than the fact that I'm, I'm excited because Yakuza zero was on sale for five bucks. So I bought mm -hmm. zero and Lachise and I are going to start playing that. I don't know. Sometimes that's soon. awesome. Um, I'm very excited about that. Cause I, I loved, I loved Kiwami and I'm sure zero zero is my understanding is that zero sort of spoils 
the next six games because zero is so good. Um, but I wouldn't I say mean, it spoils it. I don't mean but... spoils in terms of story or enjoyment of the of um, of the series as a whole. I mean spoils it in the sense that it's just like one of those games like, God, this is so good. And Zero's really, really good. And having played now all of the rest of the games, I don't think anything hits the same highs that Zero does. Yeah. But I still enjoyed going through all the other ones. It's just that like... You know, you're, you're looking for it to hit those same heights and it just doesn't quite, doesn't quite get there. Dude, what if they release the, the Samurai Yakuza game? I will play it on day oh, one. Oh man, wouldn't that be I, cool? I will, I will play it at midnight on the day. Come like, wow. I, I want that at so midnight. much. That's, that's a, now that for, that's a big deal for you. Cause yeah. you're usually kind of the guy that's like, yeah, I'll play it when, when I can. Like, yeah. you know, I want to play it on the day it comes Even out. Even if, if it's I like the next morning or the next yeah. day. But mm-hmm. but but a midnight release for for Dean. That's I'm the that's I'm the serious. type of person I'm the type of person that'll leave the new game and shrink wrap on the table for a couple of days because I'm like nah, it's no rush. It's here no, now. I, yeah, I'm I'm the psychopath that plays a game like. Do you open the <laughs> game? Do you take the game out of the stream out of the shrink wrap when you're in the car before you get home? <laughs> no, I haven't bought a physical game in a actually. So the. Uh, the last physical game that I got was the 13 Sentinels and that wasn't even by my doing. <laughs> oh yeah. That was my doing. Yes. Um, prior to that, I only, last... I only sent it to you physical because I feel like because that oh, game is I'm, niche, I'm... it probably won't get another reprint. Well, dude, and guess and what? I it was think actually so f- perfect because I, my friend was, I, I was like, Oh, I want you to play this game. I was like, yeah, it's, it's too bad. I can't just give it to you. There's like, wait, holy shit. I can let you borrow this. Um, when I'm yeah, done. right. And I was I, I got really excited because I wanted him to play the game and mm-hmm. I could actually let him borrow the game. So that was like a fun. It's it's weird because my entire life, that's what my whole life was until maybe the last two years where I've decided I'm buying everything digitally. Yeah. Or like since the switch sort of somewhere in the switch's lifetime uh, and almost all of the PS4, I guess. But I got that really late. Um, and so it was fun to have that that childhood feeling of, oh, yeah, I can just let you borrow the game because yeah it's i'm holding it in my hand as i'm telling you i'm not sure how you're going to get to play it unless you buy it no one like oh no one can tell me what to do with it yeah it's my property yeah (laughs) (laughs) no it's i'm i am uh it's 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 the the main draw for digital games for me is that i can see all the cool collector's editions and just be like yeah but it's not digital so i don't have to worry about buying that (laughs) right because I still like, oh. I still love that trash, even though I know it's a completely useless. But like, I don't know. Maybe I need a statue of a character in a game. But now I, but now I don't have to think about it because I'm buying it digitally. Thirteen Sentinels, also Atlas. Yes, it was Atlas. Yeah, and I, I think I, I, we, like you can we, weigh in on this now without without going too much into detail. Yeah, we won't talk about the story. Um, but um, play the game. Maybe the best English voice track of a Japanese game ever. I can't weigh in on this. Okay. I played it all in Japanese. Oh, you did? Yeah, we, we played the whole thing in Japanese because we want we, we enjoyed their, their accents and stuff. Like it was just fun. Like, oh to hear wow. Because you played it in English, right? When I I, yeah. I watched a little bit of this like the first stream that you ever streamed, and then I occasionally yeah, yeah. popped in once or twice. And then I was like, I need to leave because I want to play this. It's funny, I forgot about what I saw except for the UFO. Oh, whoops, fuck. <laughs> It's fine. That's not even a spoiler. <laughs> it's not, but I don't want to talk about it. Never mind. I was about to talk about so, it. So, 
So actually, funny thing, we talked about, uh, we actually talked quite a bit about 13 Sentinels last week, and I recorded it, but I cut it out of that podcast. Yes. And I had intended to add it back in at the end as a spoiler cast. Yeah. Um, and I didn't because that podcast kind of ran long and I didn't want it to be like a three hour podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this one so far has been shorter. Yeah. And I don't have much else to we've we've drifted off onto yakuza because i started talking about atlas and how this is not really atlas's best work and they were a different company <laughs> yeah, 30 years under, ago when they published Super four so um not their best work i'm i i don't have much else to say about super valis four so like can, can, we, can you the the spoiler that i gave can you can you put like a beep sound over me <laughs> I will. Yes, I will try to remember to do that because that could be that could be kind of funny. That's yeah, oh. I, I will. I will try to go in and, and remember to do try to rem- <laughs> like it's not a question of whether I can do it. I can absolutely do it. The question it's is, like, a- when I go in to edit it, will I remember we had this conversation? Sure, sure. Oh, dude. OK, I was curious. Oh, oh my God. The Atlas's first third party games published. What What? what do you think it was? Their first third-party game published? Yeah. Oh, man. They published some weird stuff back in the day. Um, Valis 4. <laughs> oh, really? That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, if you look at the Atlas. So just click Atlas over on over on the on the, the glorious Wikipedia. Um, yeah, I do still have everything open. Their first third-party game published. It says Valis 4 93. Now, mind you, that's Super Valis 4, I'm guessing. Or I, no, no, yeah, it is Super Valis 4 because it's a Super Nintendo system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, that's their first, huh. you know what? I forgive them. <laughs> they, you know what? They were just figuring it out. They did their best. It's probably one guy. <laughs> it probably was like localization teams were not that much bigger at the time. No, that's funny. That's you know so what? I, I, I give them a pass. I do not give Telenet, Telenet Japan. Japan a pass. Get out of here. <laughs> so yeah, since we started talking about uh since we started talking about 13 Sentinels anyway, mm-hmm. I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable to just um pass over into that and and hand off to the uh pass off to the spoiler cast to to close this thing out. It'll yeah, be weird would... because it's I'm, like I'm... it'll be like a 20 to 25 minute segment that's completely removed from what we're talking about, but um it'll be especially funny for those people that jump around. <laughs> like, oh like yeah you, you listen to the beginning then they're curious about what the end is and they jump to that and they're like oh no <laughs> i mean our our conversations are unfocused enough where like i feel like you get that with any with with well, any podcast that yeah we i just meant if 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 there there are there's one particular thing in the in this in the 13 sentinels conversation where if you heard it out of like if you heard nothing else but heard the one thing that I said that I sort of thought was maybe going on halfway through the game. Oh, oh yeah, would, yeah, would, yeah. That would ruin it for everybody because it's like, oh, God. You were like, hey, that, this, that... this story doesn't make sense unless spoiler. Yeah. And, and it's if, like, if, oh, if you heard spoiler. That, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that was one of those things where Lachisa and I like, was like, yeah, that's got to be it. And then if so, if you heard that one line, you'd be you'd be you'll be pretty mad at yourself. So don't yeah. don't listen. Well, to I this mean, if you have any interest yeah. in. Um, there's no there, it will, there's it will. no helping um like i can put i can put 13 sentinel spoiler cast in the uh in the description so i'll try to ward oh, people off as much as possible yeah but like yeah basically like we're we're 
You good on Valis 4? Oh, Valis 4 sucks. Okay, great. Moving on. Um, yeah. Uh, so if you haven't uh, Super played 4, or seen Super sucks. Valis 4, yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen or played 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Aegis Rim, I always say that wrong. Yeah, um, that's fine. Ages, ages, and and you have any interest in not being spoiled if you have any interest in experiencing that game in an organic way at all don't don't spoil it yeah don't. do not it's, it's spoil one of the, it I'm, i mean i'm really i'm like an annoying person when it comes to spoilers i really hate being spoiled because it's sort of like when you can't unblow your mind right like that, yep. that feeling yep. of excitement mm-hmm. uh when you're reading a story or hearing a um I was, about to, I was about to say reading a movie or hearing a book. And I was like, none of those, that, that doesn't work at all. Um, it, you know, it, with 13 Sentinels, it almost kind of feels appropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Read a story, uh, watch a movie, mm-hmm. whatever. But, yeah, this is one of those stories where, like, do not, like, don't talk about anything. Don't, don't spoil anything. This... This it's segment of the podcast coming up is just if you know the story and you want to hear us just like mark out about it, stick around. If you have not, leave. We're, yeah. You're done. Podcast's over. You want, you want to hear something crazy real quick? Talk, talking okay. about people that jump around and things. Yeah. Uh, so so my best bud, Kyle, he, uh, he, he would read the Harry Potter books in the most disgusting way I've ever heard, where he would read like a chapter and then he'd jump to the end because he was curious about what happened. And then he'd like jump back to the where he was and then maybe jump forward if he wanted to read a different chapter. I'm like, dude, you cannot this is not a choose your own adventure. You can't just you can't just I read want, a book out of order. <laughs> I I want to declare war on that person <laughs> so that I can refer to that as a war crime. It is. I was I was when he told me that's how he read the books, I was like, you can't you can't possibly be serious. Why did you not refer to him as your ex best bud? Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe it should have been. Maybe that should have been the, the you know the final straw. Cause good God. I'm you know what? I'm I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's a fine person. I'm sure I'd get along with him great, but I would have questions. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> question one why are you like this (laughs) that is that's a question that i think he probably asks himself sometimes (laughs) you know what fair enough we all do (laughs) oh man do we do we want to uh say what we're playing next week or do you want to just or like would you cut that in i don't know how this is going to work in terms of cutting it to the 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 we'll basically sign off normally and then just like i already have the 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 clip oh, cool then you can us. just like dump it in that's awesome yeah yeah so we'll just be like okay so now, yeah, don't like... listen <laughs> yeah so we're, if... we're planning on playing doom 64 next week and yeah, i say I'm... planning on because like you know i've got it downloaded and i'm probably going to play it but sometimes plans change i played the last the first minute. level i'm i'm looking forward to playing this uh-huh. i'm gonna it's probably added... start playing it next week i saw that the how long to beat has it at like eight or nine hours so it's probably yeah. gonna be like a couple of streams I think it depends on how good you are at navigating a Doom game because it can Doom Doom can be sort of weird in terms. And you've never really played Doom, right? Nope. Yeah. So this you'll, you'll yeah, this I have like played a... the literal only Doom game I've ever played is Doom 2016, and I played that last year. Doom 2016 is a really cool Doom game. It's That's really a... really. I had a lot of fun with it. It's a but I've never played a classic music. Doom at all. 
I, I, I've never, I played, well, I actually have played most of the old Dooms, but I don't, I never played them legitimately because I just liked cheating. Like that was what was fun for me about playing those games and just shooting the cool bang, bang. Yeah, guns. sure. Sure, sure. Uh, and my experience with Doom 64 was that too. Like I, I actually played Doom 64. I, um, back on the 64 but most of i i pretty much exclusively just messed around with using different cheat codes or level skips and all that kind of stuff so i'm excited to mm. play the game as it was meant to be played yeah um, yeah yeah and i don't remember anything about it besides like one or two stages but doom 64 is is it's a legitimate doom game it's it's kind of cool that i've heard it's a I, i've heard it's a really good doom game so i i feel like it's a reasonable place to get started yeah i'm i'm looking forward to to playing it and then and then chatting next week yeah most likely yeah (laughs) so again this is if if you are not here to if you don't care about 13 sentinels i guess you can stick around but you should care about 13 sentinels and if you care about 13 sentinels and you have not experienced the entire story the podcast is over for you right now go i would say if you see you you next week it will hold on hold on if you have no if you have no means of playing 13 sentinels yourself watch dean's playthrough it's all on his youtube channel um uh, at the time one well it, i can't shoot but yeah it's, yeah it's, it's i'm time wanderer on youtube yes so you should totally at no point during this podcast did we introduce ourselves or the podcast but that's just par for the course at this point i don't i think we've done it half the time <laughs> it's roughly half and sometimes um, we do it in the second half of the podcast where we're like oh yeah this is the retro breakdown i guess like now we did it at the end there we I'm go tom. all right <laughs> but you yeah, know watch if you if you i'm can't... dean that's tom the podcast's over go away unless you unless you know about 13 sentinels then we'll yes. talk about it for a bit we'll see you next week is doom 64 bye <sighs> well i like i think the like the thing with certain the thing with 13 sentinels is that it is a it, it's not an easy Mm-mm. um it's not easy to get your head around no no because it's it is tropey in a lot of ways, but like each character is working with a different trope. Yeah. And then all of the tropes end up being not the trope you thought they were like, because <laughs> yeah. there's, there's so many red herrings and the, the context of what you are experiencing changes so much from minute to minute. And so like, it really, really requires like active investment yeah, in in going through and um in going through and like actually thinking about and trying to puzzle out what is actually going on. Mm-hmm. It the game does a very very good job of trying to like drag you along with it and the sure. way that it writes the summaries and everything of like what has gone on is very Yeah, and it was is, fun to go through the mystery files and all that stuff yeah, like extremely, after extremely each... extremely important. Yeah. Did you go back into mystery files after you finished? Yeah. Did you watch the last thing in the mystery files? Uh, I don't think so. There is a there is a scene in oh, the mystery cool. files that shows up after you finish the game. Ah, that is neat. a bonus scene. Oh, that's cool. It's a it's the very very last one. Yeah, like the future is so it's like the the because the credits after the credits roll, it's they're they're they like go back into the computer to say like, hey, we're trying to give you bodies or something for AIs. Yeah, because like, because like was okay. Listen, was your heart as broken as mine was when you found out that Miwako wasn't real? I, so I was saying to the chiefs, I really really hope that she's either the 
the evil mastermind behind everything right? or something. Like I wanted her to be more important because she was she was actually my favorite character. <laughs> She's so great. And it it sort of I was a little and frustrated. I, I was oh, go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say I was frustrated that they they kind of they 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 always wrote her as being obsessed with food and it's like okay like let's give her character some more depth like let's make her better because i i loved this person and i wanted her to be uh more than what she was and so i was like hey listen listen she doesn't only like food she is also thirsty as hell (laughs) yeah she is (laughs) no that's not you know what that's not even fair that's not no. even fair. She's not even thirsty for herself. She's obsessed with everyone else's dating life. <laughs> she is. Like oh. she I think she likes I think she likes matchmaking other people more than she actually, you know, cares about it herself. I think so too. Which finding out that she's basically just a cog in the machine mm-hmm. and and realizing that the entire simulation is basically just set up for them to like experience life, life together and yeah. like fit like the game doesn't really allude to this at all, but like fair fan theory to think that Miwako's role there is basically just to nudge people into relationships with each other so that they're likely to procreate when they, you know, when they come out of the simulation, <laughs> you know, like yep. nudge everyone, like, Give everyone the little push to get into relationships with each other so that they can't wait to, you know, get out of their pods and be like, hey, hey, let's touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a moment like in that last thing where the pod opens and Megumi's standing there wearing no clothes. And she's like, yeah. we can touch each other now. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you want to slow down a bit? <laughs> but no, Megumi Yakushiji has never once wanted to slow down on anything. At anything yet? No, she, she, she will shoot. Hey, she I'm will... moving in. Is that cool? All right, great. Here's dinner. Hey, I'm also gonna uh, potentially murder all these people because a cat told me to. <laughs> hey, did you, uh, did you just call me by a different name and then shoot my best friend? Okay. <laughs> I'll make your favorite dinner tonight. Don't stay out late. <laughs> it's some serious school day vibes. Oh yeah, good shit. Yeah, no, I'm glad fun. you I'm glad you went through it. I, like, I'm I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hold I on did. to that. I wanted to get you the like the physical copy because like they're starting to. This is the type of thing where like this is this is cult classic material, right? I think so like this is something that's never going to sell 10 million copies. No, it's it's sold like 200,000 copies, I think, so far, which is really good for the type of game that it is. Um. But yeah, like the only way this gets not. released is if it's like some vanilla where the company's uh it's a collection of all their games before they go under forever. <laughs> right? They I mean vanillaware does really like um doing like remasters and re-releases of their games. They do, that's true. Like this one so much so much work goes into making one of them. Yeah. But like Odin Sphere got like a complete remake. It did. Um, Dragon's or, Crown or got a Muramasa or whatever the fuck it's called. Muramasa got a remake. Um, Dragon's Crown got Dragon's Crown Pro. Yep. So like this is going to get something at some point. <laughs> I remember somebody said, man, you you know you have a weird game win. The only thing I can remember about that is the one with the big booby lady. <laughs> about Dragon's I mean, Crown. 
that, I mean, that's every Vanillaware game. I know. That's what I was thinking about, too. Like, when I like saw that, it was like an old George Kamitani cannot not have his thick waifu somewhere <laughs> in the game. Like, it's it is a constant. And it never like he like he went way over the line with Dragon's Crown because it was just yes. like, OK, listen, like now they're just balloon animals. Like, yeah, like back back down from the like this is practically inflation porn at yeah. this point. Yeah, it is like calm down a little bit. And he did. And he made Shihiro Morimura. Yeah, which is like who I'll is calm down here. I'll just, who is? I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll just make her like the the what 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 is that's like the Instagram thing or something now is what she looks like. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is definitely like popping out crazy. Yeah. But like within reasonably somewhat human proportions. <laughs> sure. Also, shout outs to 13 Sentinels for being the first Vanillaware game where the characters in universe actually recognize the person's body's proportion and be like, Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. Cause there's like, cause on multiple occasions, there's people who talk about Morimura and they're like, she's a teacher. How does anyone focus? Right. <laughs> you know? Oh God. I liked, um, uh, shit. What's what's, I can't think of her name. All the names are blending together now. Um, I'm gonna go with Tomi Kisaragi. No, 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 no. Oh. Yuki is it the 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 bad oh Takimura, yeah Takimura. I like the uh, the Sukeban girl. Yes, yeah, the Sukeban girl. That's the word I was actually looking for. I wasn't even looking for her name. Um, I, I like that they had the little description of of where they came up with the different names and stuff like in the mystery files too. I thought that was mm-hmm, cool. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah, like the origin of like here's where that here's where that comes from. Yeah. They do that a lot, including with the whole Kutashiba uh, thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, this is like a portmanteau of of like of like these numbers mm-hmm. that is like yep. his his uh, his code name or whatever. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, all right, that's weird, but thanks for like trying to make it work. Yeah, I I, I saw it and I was like, I'm not going to even decipher this, but I think it's cool that it's there. <laughs> And there's there's oh. a lot there's um there's that um they there's an explanation face. yeah I was gonna say there's an explanation for why Ogata calls Tomi dogface which is funny because that's a term that like when they said it, I was like yeah that's just the term we have in English too so it's it's interesting that the it actually has like a meaning in Japanese so then I was wondering well where is the first English person say it I wonder yeah yeah well it's like it's like it translates and kind of works as dog face, but like it has a different, it, it is, has a deeper meaning. Yeah. It's, it's more culturally loaded. Cause like it's a reference to a very specific type of dog mm-hmm. and like they're kind of scrunched up face. And it's also a, it's also a culturally loaded, like very eighties term. Yeah, exactly. Like it, there's so much of this to like, I learned stuff. I learned cultural stuff from this game. Mm-hmm. Which is ironic because like the whole idea of it being the whole idea of it being uh, like sort of a cultural simulation for the for the kids in it. Like it also kind of works for us in a a weird like meta way. No, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was it was a good time. Is the is this mystery file or the mystery scene at the end 
Um, is it worth going back to then, like loading it up and checking it out? Yeah, or or just seeing it on YouTube. You don't really interact oh. with it. It's just a scene. Good point. I guess I can just do that. Do you know the name of it, or should I just say bonus? It is called Infinite Possibilities. Okay, cool. Um, and I know this because I, um, I watched it on stream because people on stream were like, "Go check the mystery files." Ah, all right. So I I caught it there, but then when I um. When I was cutting the episodes for YouTube, I had um, I cut it at the end of the credits uh-huh. before I went in to do to watch Infinite Possibilities. And people in the comments were like, did you watch the mystery file? Did you watch the last mystery file? <laughs> and I was like, I, I did, but it wasn't, you know, it was only a few more minutes and it kind of takes me a while to get there. And, it, you know, it wasn't really that much more. So I just cut it. And they were like, no, you have to do, like do put do to post it. It has to be complete. It has to so be. So I posted like a I posted like an epilogue episode that's like 10 minutes long where I uh, <laughs> where it's like the end of that stream where I watch the the infinite possibilities. Oh, thing. I could watch. And it now has like it now has like 300 views on YouTube. So I yeah, guess I just, that was a good decision. I'll just watch it on your your channel. Duh. Oh, yeah. Like, why, why didn't we just you should just suggested that you goober. Well, I mean, it's, you know, you're watching it with me talking over it then. Yeah, I know. It's just funny. It's just kind of funny to, to think about, right? All right, there we go. The end. Oh, yeah, I didn't even, I did, I did, I just, I kind of uh, looked over the the end text there, so I didn't see what it said. Because I, I did one more battle, because I was curious what the battle thing was. Um, and it's like basically just an infinite gauntlet of, uh, an infinite, an infinite, uh, gauntlet of fighting and that's it what, yep. the, what the fourth ward is um, and because I needed I needed one more well actually Lachis did all the battles I, I that was my first battle pretty much I just played at the end uh, so I needed one more um, the fuck are they called the mystery points or something and oh so yeah I yeah. did that to get the very last mystery point so I could unlock the last uh, thing I had that shit so optimized that I uh, I was like I was out of uh, I was out of mystery or not out of mystery points. I was out of things to unlock with mystery points, like halfway through the third tier. <laughs> we just pretty much beat every battle by using sentry guns a lot and then missiles. It was fun. Yeah, no, like sent. Yeah, exactly. Sentry guns and missile are the whole combat system in a nutshell. Yeah. There is one mission that cannot be cheesed out by just throw down every single sentry gun you've got. And it is the second to last boss fight. Yeah, that's true. We use the rail gun for that, I think, is what we ended up using. I don't Because he keeps doing those little AOE like EMP attacks yeah. and they just <laughs> wipe this. They just wipe the sentry guns every time. And I and I wasted all of my uh, I wasted all my uh, EP at, from the start because I tried to do the super large missile. Oh, yeah. And he's got like a he's got like a an aerial shield. So he just blocked it. And I was like, well, shit. Cool. Mira is now useless for the rest of the fight. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, you can tell that the battle system was supposed to be way different. Not maybe the system, but the, the actual battles are supposed to be way bigger. Like they weren't like, yeah, they were going to be like in your mechs. And I, I imagine that's what it was going to be if they had uh, a budget yeah. for it. 
I have heard that the uh, the original vision of the game was scaled down considerably, including um, and I don't know if this is true or not, but Tamau Karabe was apparently supposed to be a, a uh, playable point. character. Gotcha. And possibly Sukasa Okino as well. I could see both of them. Yeah, Like because basically they're, those are both characters who are like in the game. And they're on like equal standing with the other. Uh, they're on sort of equal standing with the other uh, playable characters mm-hmm. in terms of like their overall importance to the plot. Mm-hmm. But they're just kind of on the side for reasons that are not super clear. Other than just they needed to <laughs> they needed to wrap up and get this thing going. <laughs> yeah, but like they they keep coming up. They keep like cropping up in the story and being important here and there. And like, apparently they were written in that way because they were supposed to be like big, important, playable characters. And then they had to like they had to cut, a, a you know, they had to cut some content to actually get the game out and ended up cutting the two of them as uh, as playable, but leaving them in as important NPCs. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I also can't think of anything more more anime than uh, a program designed to save humanity that. <laughs> that activates when they're the ripe old age of 17 <laughs> yeah of course yep absolutely nothing like a 17 anime gonna to, anime to keep a level head on their shoulders mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> makes you makes you feel a little bit bad for when you think about japan as as a whole or like the kind of pressures like so we talk about pressures being oh yeah, yeah here too and of course there are um but to me, it feels like there's sometimes more pressure put on a Japanese student where it's like, yeah, your life's over when you're 17. You better have it fucking figured out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we sort if of you, do if that you've not here, but it's not quite the same. Uh, if you've not laid people. the groundwork for everything else that happens for the rest of your life and career, like you prepare to be prepare to be miserable. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, like it is. It is very much like that. Like high school matters so much more there than it does here. Mm-hmm. Like they tell you that high school matters here, but like ultimately once you get out of that and you just start like figuring yourself out later, like, I mean, we're both in our thirties. Did high school matter? Uh, in the long run? No. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> let me put it thing- this way. Do you remember what your grades were in high school? Well, mostly just because I got mostly A's, but like on a specific class to class basis, but, I couldn't have a fucking clue. But does anyone care? No, no, that's that what you I got say. mostly A's in high school. Literally, the only thing that matters in high school, or the only reason high school matters, is is if you want to get some kind of scholarship to college. Because right, apparently, right. we've decided that people that don't get good grades in high schools clearly don't care about college. Right, right. I, I, I always. Uh, said that if I ever became in, like very wealthy, I would start a scholarship that for colleges that was only open to people that had a less than a 2.0 in high school because it just says to me that they've decided they want to do something different or they want to make a change. Mm. Like I think it's stupid that we only give scholarships to the people that achieve well. Like, okay, that's good. But what about the people that are like, hey, I fucked up for four years, but now I want to do something else? Yeah, because I, I think that like – I'd like to give you 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 limit yourself to a very, very you limit yourself to a very, very particular type of person when you're looking at people who are under 2.0 grade point average, Mm -hmm. but want a scholarship. That's way different, right? 
right? Like it means it's something different if you, in your life. Yeah, it's different if like you graduate with a 1.5 and then you just go to work in like retail or whatever. Or yeah, just, just take whatever, whatever it is. Like cause cause you just can't wait to get away from it. Yeah. But if you if you have bad grades in high school, but you still want to go to college. But yet you don't have the means to pay for it. Or right. Whatever. Clearly, there is some desire there and there is something about high school that just was not clicking with you. Yeah. Or, or, or like, something that maybe maybe you just realized, oh, shit, you know what? I actually love animals and I want to be a veterinarian or I want to be a, I don't know, you want to design rocket ships. I don't fucking know. And then suddenly that's what your drive is. Then you, and you change it, but you've kind of screwed yourself out of any financial help that you'll get from anyone uh, because mm-hmm. you, you hated high school or it was right. a horrible experience. Or maybe you had teachers that were just shit and they didn't care and they looked the other way or whatever yeah. it is. I don't know. Um, maybe you were bullied to oblivion and a change of uh, a change of scenery will, will like make all the difference. So I'd love if there was, you know, if you're a billionaire and you want to give a couple million every year, it'd be nothing. Uh, well, unfortunately I didn't invest in GameStop, so I know, but wouldn't that be fun? I think that'd be a fun. Yeah, no, I think that's like, I think that's awesome. It's too bad. It won't happen probably, but you never know. (laughs) Nope. It sure won't. It sure won't. (laughs) <sighs> lordy lordy
星の